At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. I'm doing everything I can. And stop calling me Shirley. The center has to be at least three times bigger than this. All right, it's Sincerely Unqualified. This week for the NBA playoffs, we're going to do a sports episode. We're going to do a specifically basketball movie, but then we're throwing it in a classic. We're throwing in one of the modern classics of our generation. We're talking dodgeball and semi-pro. Semi-pro is probably the lowest rated movie we did, other than like our Christmas movie episode. The, those were not great, but <laughs> some of those were just like, Christmas, ah, what's yeah. going on here? Holiday, it's just Christmas. Holiday. Yeah. And Kevin's big Christmas guy. So we had to do some Christmas movies. Of course. We did eight crazy nights but, too. Yeah. Hey, th- everything. Everyone's involved. <laughs> um, but dodgeball is so different from semi-pro, but semi-pro itself, I wouldn't say is bad, but I would say is not the best it's that's what my firm stance is not the best we'll talk about it a lot i think if you are a comedy fan if you're listening to this podcast let's assume that you are i think for like winnie and i i mean for people who have now been in this world immersing themselves in all these comedy movies the cast itself and the kind of roles that more minor players get to play in this oh i think it's fantastic um Little housekeeping off the jump. The reason that we're doing this, like I said, the NBA playoffs, we are recording while the Sixers are playing a game seven. So I'm going to be honest with you folks, going to be watching that game. <laughs> it's going to be on next to Witty on my screen. So if you see me, like if I'm talking, really paying attention to something, if you're watching, that's what I'm watching in case people are wondering. Yeah. And the Sixers are, you're going to see Kevin's mood slowly deteriorate over the next hour because the Sixers are going to fail him. Yeah. And he's I, going to be so disappointed. The one hope. Oh, Ben Simmons ripped a three. Oh, it missed. Sorry, yeah. Kev. Yeah. Have no, fun with he, that. The thing is he wouldn't shoot a three. Uh, so oh, no, he just did. But moving on. <laughs> moving on. I thought I had it live on YouTube TV. All right. Um, so well, just, just letting you know that, yeah, I, I'm going to be a consummate professional. The mood will yes. not change. We'll keep the energy up. Both Winnie and I are a little tired right now. But, hey, we're giving it to the folks. We're going to have a good yeah. episode. Before this great episode of Sincerely Unqualified, we need to let you know that summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Yesterday, I had my shirt off for a little. I was like, you know what? Hey, it's it's going okay, I guess. I don't know. We're, you know, we're trying to look like Kumail, but it's a slow process. So maybe next yeah, summer. It doesn't uh, happen overnight. It yeah. just, I mean, you look and you're like, oh, what did I do to myself? And it's every summer. I'm like, no, something different's going to happen. No, nothing different happens. Yeah. It's the I'm same. Like, I'm in that stage that I'm like, I'm finally able to lift weights again. Like we said, trying to get my, my Kumail stuff. Yeah. And I feel like I look like a 1940s boxer right now, which like isn't good. <laughs> you know the no. people with the mustaches, like yeah. like hey, the people guy. how we talk. Yeah, like stick them up, yeah. pal. Yeah. Hey, put them up, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So that is uh, it's it's not exactly ideal, but it's where we're at. And if you are going to be showing off your body this summer, you're in luck because our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. 
Compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code unqualified. Hot guy summer. Here we go. Uh, I 1940s don't know. 1940s boxer summer. Yeah. 19... <laughs> Brawl. I think more brawler is opposed hot to boxer. Hot guy summer. See? Hot guy summer's coming. See? It's, it's the Manscaped hot guy summer. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to hey. you by Manscaped. Coming for the full package. See? <laughs> Manscaped hot guy summer. <laughs> I uh, feel like honestly, you said package and this this performance package 4.0. We we I think it's our first read for them. We did the 3.0. Yeah. You just get so much for your money there. You get the trimmer, you get the crop reviver, the uh, toner, the yeah, deodorant. You get everything. everything. You need. Nice, uh, I believe briefs, t-shirts. There's just yeah. so much that it's offered for. And you know what? When you use our code, not only do you make us happy, but you save money. You get 20% off and free shipping with the code unqualified at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code unqualified at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. Yes. So I, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm excited to talk about semi-pro. So am I. I, I no, might no, like no. it more than you. They, look, I liked it a lot. And when, when I was a kid or like when I was probably 13, I feel like it was huge. <laughs> like everybody was doing the semi-pro like fucking underhand shot and everything like that. But now rewatching, I mean, for me, for some of the movies, like because we've been rewatching a ton of movies. This one doesn't hold up as well for me in the rewatch versus another movie that we watch. Like the other guys will never fail oh, as a yeah. rewatch. Yeah. Like I'll watch that seven nights in a row. This I need. I don't know. It's just it didn't hit the same. I think that what you're saying with the rewatchability, I think you're right. And I think it comes down to the plot. Like um, what, what we were saying before, I guess what I was saying before was like when you have Will Arnett, and you yeah. have Matt Walsh in bigger roles than, and I mean, I guess obviously Will Arnett, he's known to have actual big roles in these in these movies. But in terms of the movies that we've watched so far, he's only really had cameos or small parts. So yeah, in terms of getting to see Will Arnett just being this like drunk asshole kind of role, and then Matt Walsh <laughs> being a priest or who's <laughs> like also a referee yeah. is so funny to me. I like it. Was, I really enjoyed it. I just think like. During the middle, when they tried to build out that plot with Woody Harrelson, uh, I think it got a little slow, okay. and I think that's probably what lost people that weren't like big comedy Look, movie fans. The cast in this movie is un- unreal. Yeah, like yeah. the fact that Woody Harrelson is in this, and he's just like <laughs> in so a, true. Just not Woody even a, just an auxiliary character. Like the, it's just fucking Woody Harrelson. You're like, wait, wait, am I seeing this correctly? Because he's yeah. got the hair and everything. You're like, is this? It's actually what's going on. Looks I mean, good. aside from him, you have Woody Harrelson, Will Ferrell, Will Arnett, Andy Richter, like Rob Cordroy, Matt Walsh. You have um the Andre the, 3000, baby. Andre 3000 is in this goddamn movie. You have <laughs> It was really um, good. Uh David David what's his last name, Kevin? Cuz I'm not going to say it again. Wait, I actually don't know who you're talking. Oh, Oh, David Koechner. Yeah, exactly. I'm not you were saying Koechner. Yes, I was. Um, <laughs> this cast is unbelievable, and I wish that 
I don't want to say that the script could have been better because it's not like I'm a writer. I don't know no. what the hell I'd be doing, but the script could have been better. I feel like there could have been so many great moments in this movie with this cast. Just let them go off, do their thing. Like the premise is awesome, but you lost me at some points. Yeah, I think that that's almost, I think that's the issue. And I think it can come down to the script. I think you're right by saying that. It's like, they tried to do something based off of a real thing that happened, the the ABA and NBA merger. So it, also being a basketball fan, it is interesting, but it also was like, it was about the merger. It was about Woody Harrelson's love interest. It was kind of like a, a 70s period piece in a way, just because that's when the, the merger happened. But I think trying to tackle all those things and not really developing too deeply and understanding the fact that it could have been just like we talk about it could have been one of those ones that was like a series of sketches in each of these scenes i think that they probably tried to legitimize the plot too much and maybe it was just kind of like a little confused at what it was trying to do but i mean there's obviously gold in it when you have this cast there's going to be gold in that yeah no there there are bits in there that i think could have been bits and been so successful like if you put some stuff on snl it would have blown up if you did some stuff like on its own it would have been awesome like you were saying but i just don't think that it worked all together there were so many awesome opportunities for things and like okay i'll just say it the bear was very bit heavy like that was the biggest bit of them all but it was hilarious and then you have like yeah yeah the concept of okay the four teams that are the best go to the NBA like great let's expand on that way more and not so much focus on like Woody Harrelson's character a little bit or like just do do different things like don't because I feel like it went in six directions and they were trying to highlight all six stories versus having the main plot and then the like the B plot they were trying to do six A plots and you were just like whoa where the fuck are we going here Yeah, and I honestly almost think that it being based on, like, for them having quote-unquote source material with that the four teams, I think that it almost lent it to be worse in that way because they were just like, yes, this is what happened, four teams. And then you're right, they didn't really expand on that, and, like, it kind of wasn't important. It didn't turn it into, like, an actual sports movie. Like, I think that this was very sports adjacent, I would say. Um, It was like, we have a sport, now let's do something with that idea. Like, I think it's really cool when movies, even about sports, whether it's comedy, whether it's anything like that, I just appreciate, like what Adam Sandler does, where if it's a movie about sports, you're actually seeing the sports played. Like, uh, just say maybe not the longest yard. They're probably not actually playing football in that. Maybe we'll look into that one in the future. But, you know, for all the basketball in in those movies, you're actually playing. And I think it was... It's interesting to see, like, I don't know if they really played. I know Woody Harrelson and I think Will Ferrell's not bad, but I I know Woody Harrelson was in White Men Can't Jump. Um, which is like a classic basketball oh, movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that they, I feel like they could have done a lot more with the actual games versus yeah, having those be a also, crutch. It's worth noting that we're basketball fans. So maybe we're yeah. looking for that more than other people. <laughs> but um, it, yeah, in terms of like what it's kind of presented to be, it almost is uh, it's kind of presented to be a sports comedy. And then in reality, it's kind of a, it's kind of a comedy that's based around the merger of the ABA and the NBA. Like that's, yeah. that's generally what it is. So 
um when that's when i think uh the, the slowness kicks in when it tries yeah. to go a little too deep into woody harrelson's love interest i think that's essentially like our, our gripe with the movie but really i mean there there were good bits and there the bear was hilarious jackie yeah, yeah. getting all these things to try to save money like the fact that he got like that i mean this is basketball centric humor but him trading woody harrelson for a washing machine or something or whatever <laughs> yeah, the machine was that's hilarious in itself i liked the uh I, it, this one was definitely like what we were talking about it's just yeah. a bit contained in a different movie or a sketch oh, contained in yeah. a different movie the um when they have the gun like they're all just hanging around having a guy oh, just, playing just, poker and then you're just waiting for it to loaded. fire the whole time yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was waiting like, i mean i forgot if it actually was but you knew the second you saw that gun they're all like it's not loaded you're like all right great. just shoot somebody already like, it's like it, the funny thing is it, they weren't like trying to they were trying to pretend like it wasn't going to end up not being oh, loaded. No, they, they were they, the whole thing that they were saying like uh, horrible things about each other, like bang bang, like yeah. they, oh we're not pretending to do this, like or they said uh, we're like pretending to say things we don't mean. Yeah, <laughs> they were like uh, just like airing out all their grievances at each other. <laughs> yeah, like, that, that was a funny way to do it. That could that was a big bit. That was great. Yeah. I that, yeah. it's like. If you split this up into a YouTube series, you split this up into something like that, I think it soars. I think it does incredible. I, I just don't... Like, I obviously there's parts, but when you watch it with a dodgeball like we watched this week, it's hard to compare. And it's yeah. hard to see, like, a classic versus this movie where... Which is you fun. Have that, was, yeah, yeah. You know, it's fun. I had this idea in my head when we were thinking semi-pro because mm -hmm. the last time I really, really watched it is a while ago. But I know yeah, so many people have named their rec league teams like the Flint Tropics. And so many people have like the jerseys that like I was going to say, e you know what? E -L -E. Like, I think that the jerseys themselves, I think that the jerseys themselves looking cool and it being a Will Ferrell movie. Yeah. Keep it in the zeitgeist more than it otherwise would have because you have all the frat kids at Halloween wearing the Flint Tropics jerseys. Exactly. Um, it, it literally just down to the simple fact that it's a basketball jersey. Yeah, but do you think that that's overhyping the movie so much more than it's deserved? I think or that, think, like, in a weird I way, it, I think that that makes it live separately. Like, I don't think yeah. that it's, I don't think when people put on the Flint Tropics jersey, they're necessarily thinking, like, oh, this movie was hilarious. I want to rep the fact that I like this movie. I think they're just like, this is a Flint Tropics jersey and it looks cool, kind of. Yeah, that's what I think, too. I think it's, they're two separate entities at this point. Yeah. It's basically, like, people who appreciate the movie or have watched it and then people who know everybody love everybody the jersey's cool i'm gonna rock that because will ferrell yeah. like will ferrell comedy movie jersey that i mean gotta be honest the colors are so cool no like, it's, a, it's an awesome like, looking jersey yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely those, their team colors slap and oh, yeah. that was a hundred like i would rock that jersey but i can't because i'm a tough person now but <laughs> i <laughs> Um, bring it into the office yeah like flint tropics is just okay well maybe go back to school bud uh but <laughs> i think overall like this movie did what it's supposed to do um in being a comedy being like a turn your mind off i think this was like the most turn your mind off movie of all time uh Especially when you get to kind of the middle zone where you're just This wondering. was another, yeah, like it's a, it's a Sunday afternoon or Sunday, like mid-morning, knock out some laundry and throw it on yeah. in the background, you know? Even you're going like, to laugh a few times. 
even your napping, like you want a Sunday midday nap. You're on the couch. You oh, don't want a good way to sell this movie. Ever go out watch it? Nap. Look, no, I'm just saying. Like, okay, if I'm sitting on the couch, it's not a movie that I would I would intend to fall asleep during. But yeah, it's yeah. a movie that if I did, I'm not gonna miss the plot and need to rewind. It's yeah, one yeah. of those where it's just like, oh, we're here now. You're not like, exactly what's going back to like try to fill in plot yeah. points. But like, how did that like, happen? Oh, <laughs> fuck! Wait, he's back on the team now. What yeah. happened? Like, <laughs> need to Wikipedia this shit. Like, yeah. no, it's I fine. Mean, it- just let it roll. It, it had its bright spots. It had its, uh, you know, overall this sentiment. I, we yeah. mentioned, I actually don't think that we even directly called out the Rotten Tomato scores. Normally we do this in the beginning, but it did get a 22% critic, <laughs> a 38% audience. I think that's a little... It's uh, a little intense. I, so I'll I will say, say. I, for the average moviegoer, I understand it. For a comedy fan, I think that there are going to be a lot of people that just find the humor in it and a lot of people that really do like this movie. I mean, it's not going to be a, a top 10. It's not going to be yeah. an instant classic, but it's an enjoyable watch. And I, you know, I, I quite enjoyed watching it. There should be a comedy centric rating service oh similar similar to rotten tomatoes where we have people who are genuine comedy fans rate the movies rather than seeing a critic's perspective or something like that because people who like comedy movies and people who enjoy this kind of stuff look at these movies so much different than people who hate them like Oh, yeah. It's so skewed by people who just watch it and go, this is not funny. Like, people, that's the same people who review a restaurant when their chicken is slightly undercooked and yell at Yelp for like six years. Or just like, <laughs> my chicken was not crispy enough. Fuck this place. Like, get off. It's, it's a movie. If you don't enjoy it, then, like, just leave it alone. Yeah, that's why I honestly think that we have this this weird niche of just comedy movies because they're comedies like they when yeah i understand if, if there's a movie critic i understand why they're gonna watch semi pro and be like what is this nonsense like yeah. i don't expect them to so that's why the sincerely unqualified cinematic universe we've been talking about movies a bunch um we're gonna make the website now that's that's what we're gonna do we're gonna let's do uh, it you you guys all just listen to the birth of an idea <laughs> so we're gonna need to get to it before we release this episode <laughs> pure creation which is gonna <laughs> we only have a few days to design an entire website <laughs> no yeah we'll be good we'll be good we'll be fine i mean it's super easy like we have GoDaddy or some shit, right? Remember when GoDaddy used to make their commercials super sexual? I just and saw, now they went saw super woke. Uh, yeah, did they- I talk? I didn't talk to you about this. They like they did some crazy woke campaign, and I was like, "You used to hire Danica Patrick and yeah. throw water on her wet white T-shirt. You like you can't just do. I mean, I guess you can because they did yeah, it, and I like." Mean- I mean, I guess they're still around, but it's just the hypocrisy of... Uh, we're not going to get into this. I don't <laughs> understand. It's like them and Carl... I think Carl's Jr. still does it, where they just hire models and like sit on a Mustang and eat yeah, our burgers. There you go. This yeah. disgusting and burger. And then Carl's Jr.'s will tweet, like, what's going on in the world right now is horrendous. It's like, relax, bud. <laughs> Hang on. I go just ba- read that tweet while I saw your commercial of a model in a bikini <laughs> eating one of your gross hamburgers, dude. <laughs> Get lost. Oh, that's literally uh. the Bo Burnham special encapsulated in one oh, yeah. sentence. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Carl's Jr. does not stand with what is happening. <laughs> Meanwhile, 
Carl's Jr.'s new Baconator. Blah, blah. Not Baconator. You know what I mean. I don't know anything on their menu. But <laughs> let's go fair. into <laughs> let's go into some favorites quickly about semi-pro so we don't drown in this topic. <laughs> let's just do um, yeah. Let's just do characters quick. We'll just yeah. do favorite characters. All right. And we'll move on. Mine from both movies. I got to be honest. From semi-pro and from dodgeball, yeah. it's both gonna be one of the announcers. So. For this one, it's Will Arnett because he was like an alcoholic, cigarette addicted, just crazy person who's commentating on these. And I think he is incredible in everything he does down to the Reese's commercials and all the way back up to this. I think he just kills every role. Yeah, I uh, I, I feel like it has to be Will Arnett in this. Yeah. Like, it absolutely is. A close second, though, I got to give it to Matt Walsh, especially just because yeah, we yeah. always talk about how Matt Walsh is only a cameo player, and he technically is in this, but it's like the most extended cameo, and the fact that he is a priest and a ref in this game, and then also like <laughs> like just his one line, the corn dogs, Jackie, corn dogs. Like, <laughs> it's, so it's way too good not to mention him. I mean, his, his performances in this is hilarious, and his yeah. character is hilarious so that's we, why like just talking about it i mean we, we had to kind of talk it down but you know thinking yeah. about things like that make me go like this movie really was fun to watch oh yeah and matt walsh and will ferrell getting going back and forth yeah, just yeah. like i will burn down your house yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's a freaking treat to watch if you're a comedy oh, yeah. fan but um yeah we'll move on to some inexclusive exclusives here um so i mean we mentioned it with that this uh was based on real life with the ABA and the NBA merging. But except for the Flint Tropics, all the teams shown were actually the uniforms and the team names that were in the real ABA. So um, it obviously we got those. We were just talking about the jerseys, you know, the, <laughs> the ones that everyone has because they look awesome. Um, they were the only ones that were, were fake. And... Um, like the real ABA, not all of the teams that made it to the end of the 1976 season actually did make it into the NBA. Um, so there was a little bit of truth to that when they were talking about the merger, they were talking about the four teams getting in and the, the drama there um, actually was, was pretty true to form. Yeah, I mean, I can see that being pretty dramatic. Like, hey, we're merging with the NBA. Oh, that's awesome. And you guys are getting cut. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's so tough. Um, yeah. But there also really was a semi-pro basketball team in Flint in the 70s. So they were called, funny enough, the Flint Pros. And they... So uh, creative. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> exactly. So they, they took semi-pro from the pros probably. Um, and or just the fact that it was or semi pro, and semi -pro. I am dumb. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> we're, we're rolling. The, hey. the, they played in the Continental Basketball Association hey. during the 1972 73 season, and uh, for a few games, they uh, the 1973 to 74 campaign before, like, basically, no one really showed up, and it forced them out of business. <laughs> well, that's trash, yeah. The, the no. pros were not so pro. No, they, I guess not. In Flint, Michigan. Yeah, I mean, basketball town through and through. You know what it is. It's <laughs> what everyone says, yeah. Very clearly basketball town. But in the 1950s, um, some of the players started grabbing balls in midair and dunking them. So Casey Jones and Bill Russell teamed up 
and did the alley-oop several times while that they while they were at the University of San Francisco in the mid 1950s. So that is, you know, kind of where the alley-oop stems from, you know, so and we saw it. They, yeah. We so saw Will it. Was in, yeah, <laughs> this black mom, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Was just out of left field. Yeah. Like, just an added like no just a nonsense yeah. bit but yeah so it did not come from uh will ferrell's i guess comatose state it came from yeah. bill russell and, and exactly casey jones uh they just performed some combination of moves to put the ball <laughs> in the hoop yeah no so, and semi-pro was the last film that new line cinema released before the company was bought out by warner brothers and Farrell noted that it would be his last sports-related movie, which sucks. But he also did the um, the thing where he played for, I think, what was it? Like two baseball teams in one day? Was it four teams? Was it the Dodgers? Are you talking about when he like well, so did he stuff with the Dodgers? He played for a, a lot of different teams in one day. So I want to see how many games he played in in one day. So I know he played in a lot of baseball games in one day. He like flew in a helicopter from one stadium to another. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, and, I, so before he obviously he had, I'll, I'll let you look it up, but I think it's 10. Oh, wow. Farrell yeah. takes the field. Oh, he takes the field in five major league baseball training games, playing all nine positions for 10 different teams in a single day. <laughs> Fucking That's insane. Just like, it's just Will Ferrell just being like, yeah, I feel like doing this. And people are like, all right, I guess we'll I, like, film you do it. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching it, and it's hilarious because he would go play for one team, go into the, like, after one half inning or after an inning, he would go into the other team's locker room, switch on their jersey and play for the <laughs> other team, and then fly in a helicopter to another field, another game. It was crazy. Yeah, Will Ferrell, big sports fan, big Dodgers guy, USC, obviously went there. He's a fan. Um, did uh, Talladega Nights and Kicking and Screaming, just another few sports movies. But this one was his last and will be his last, apparently. Um, so it, it starts out and like I said, it kind of seems like a seventies period piece at, at some point. So <laughs> Jackie moon has the, the song, love me sexy. And it largely came about from Will Ferrell's first table read of the script. So Kent Alterman, the, uh, director sent, uh, the producer, Niall Rogers, a recording of the improv that Will Ferrell did that day. And Rogers ended up building a song off of that improv. And that's kind of like where it was born. And another thing about his mom, they said that he stole it from her. Yeah. Um, a really odd thing to steal from your mom, by the way. Yeah. Just, I don't understand. There's so much to this movie that's just like, what is going on here? It's fun stuff. Um, so there was a scene with will ferrell and woody harrelson one of those ones that they teamed up on and uh it was after woody harrelson made all of the team run until they puked and will ferrell said that he was not able to puke he like never puked before um in reality like the real will ferrell he suffers from pyloric stenosis which is a condition that causes frequent vomiting as a baby so he actually had to get surgery on it and we've actually seen the scar from the surgery a lot like it's in a lot yeah. of movies um he has it on his stomach up there it kind of uh it's it's kind of crazy knowing that it's from that yeah that is i mean now understanding where it's from is huge i mean 
It's like a little Easter egg throughout. Uh, yeah, seriously, seriously. Yeah. And in 2008, Rocky the Grizzly Bear, who we mentioned wrestles Will Ferrell, <laughs> um, actually not so funny, pretty tragic, yeah. uh, killed Stephen Miller, uh, one of his trainers and a cousin of the stuntman doubling for Ferrell by biting him on the neck. And this is why... My number one fear is bears because they're monsters and they're gigantic and they're massive and they will claw you and eat you and they're scary and bears are not for me. But shout out the lost <laughs> tapes. Shout out, shout out bears <laughs> being bad. Um, so this accident actually happened after the movie shoot was over. Um, they were shooting promo at promos at Randy Miller's uh, bear kennel. So. I think having a bear kennel is probably not a great idea in general. You you um, chose a certain path in your life that uh, you know, unfortunately things happen. I guess Un- very unfortunately. I don't want to. I don't want to make fun of that. We're not making fun yeah. of that. No, no, not at all. Not at I all. mean, I'm terrified of bears even more now. Honestly, like that's what came of this. Uh, it's <laughs> just I'm terrified of bears. That's all. I mean, let's move on to dodgeball because that. <laughs> a little dark fact, but I mean, yeah. it, it's very interesting, at least. Yeah, it's it's horrifying, but also interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll move on to Dodgeball, a 2004 movie. It got a 71% uh, critic score, 76% audience. It was written and directed the directorial, directorial debut of <laughs> Rawson Marshall Thurber, which is quite a quite a name. name that's a name quite a name my um, boy's got a name yeah uh, that is it obviously no, maybe not obviously but it stars uh vince vaughn as peter christine taylor as kate ben stiller as white goodman rip torn as patches O'Houlihan, justin long as justin alan tudyk as steve the pirate uh justin and steve are on the dodgeball team and then we have our announcers, who I'm sure we'll mention a lot. Gary yeah. Cole as Cotton McKnight and Jason Bateman as Pepper Brooks. Pep. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I mean, they are probably two of my favorite characters in the entire movie. And Oh, they're fantastic. Doesn't even compare. Like, their stuff going back and forth, their banter, their whole thing. Like, that's right, Cotton. Say that to this day. They're incredible. I think oh, yeah. they, like, I mean... Everybody in this movie is incredible, but oh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, it yeah, so like obviously the cast is uh, it's pretty stacked. Uh, funny seeing certain people in certain roles in this movie, like Alan Tudyk playing a pirate and Jason Bateman playing that Pepper Brooks character. Which uh, yeah. I'll say right away, by the way, I was I watched this movie a bunch when we were really young. I mean, two thousand four movie. Uh, this was like a childhood movie for a lot of people in our generation, and I did not yeah. rewatch it for years until Same. just today. I did not realize that Pepper Brooks was Jason Bateman until today. <laughs> like, it what? just never crossed my mind. Uh, dude, when I was 12, I wasn't like, oh, sick, Jason Bateman's playing an interesting character for yeah. what he normally plays. Hey, like, it's I haven't the watched guy... this movie in 10 years. <laughs> it's the guy from Ozark. Yeah. Right? yeah. Ozark's a show that's going to come out 10 years from now. <laughs> yeah. I know this as a fact. But no, I mean, I, obviously Jason Bateman, he's, a, he's an improv guy. He plays a lot of different characters, but this is just so far out there for like this 
uh, we, we've talked for, about yeah. him before for He's this incredible. very specific, unique character from what he developed. It's yeah. funny seeing him in this like unorthodox, funny role. Yeah, no, he. I I think that it's so different and so nice seeing him as this because I feel like where he started, he didn't like. I know the story is like he didn't graduate high school. He went. He was mm-hmm. acting since he was probably three on a show. He was like went Teen Wolf, everything like that. I feel like he's done a lot of comedy, a lot of serious roles, but seeing him just play this dumb guy because he's always like the quick witted kind of uh, yeah. you know yeah. like smart but dick guy. Seeing him as like this just straight dumb character was probably so fun for him to do. Seeing him as a guy with a dodgeball with a, the flames coming out of it. Yeah, that too is awesome. <laughs> Such a great detail for that character too. Just, oh yeah, oh yeah. And I they they're on ESPN the Ocho, so I think that he just recently got into dodgeball because he's on the Ocho, and then was like, I'm gonna get a flaming dodgeball. Yeah, like I need on to. my neck. I gotta like, rep this game. Yeah, it makes that it's a deep love for the game. Okay, so another thing that this movie does great the fact that people to this day you can say ESPN, the Ocho, Mm -hmm. and everyone knows what it's from is incredible. It literally made ESPN start doing the Ocho every now and then to like show obscure sports. (laughs) It's so good. It's like, like that's that's something that the the cultural impact we talked about this for I forget what what other movie. But the cultural impact that Dodgeball had in terms of getting things uh, like ESPN ate the Ocho and like just recognized. certain phrases into the zeitgeist, it's yeah, kind of astounding. Like this was a huge deal back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I th- I forget there was one line that Ben Stiller said, and it was like, "Nobody uh, ble- makes me bleed my own blood." Is one that I. That's think. one of them. Then there's one that's like, "Pass me the ball, something." Oh, or, Blazer. Yeah. 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 There's people ball saying me, blazer. Ball me ball blazer. Me blazer. Ball, ball me blazer. Ball me blazer. Is that a big it. one? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's especially, it's perfect for Ben yeah. Stiller and then Vince Vaughn as well. Um, very, very on character with these. Yeah. Uh, these are have great castings. Well, I have a little an exclusive exclusive to talk about that later. I've, yeah. I've been doing that the last few episodes, and I yeah, think I, I overdid it the one episode. That's my one. That's my one, I'll say. One episode, you were just like, Oh, we have something about that yeah. coming up. Four times. I bet people <laughs> yeah. are watching. Like, dude, just say it. People, they just, dude, just, you know you're allowed to give. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do love that the one thing about the Ocho, too, they were like, if it's almost a sport, we've got it here. Yeah. That's just, <laughs> so good. Uh, the thing that I think I want to talk about, honestly, with Dodgeball, if, we're, if we were being critical of Semi-Pro for very good reason. Um, yeah. In terms of like the the plot, and I do like the plot of this movie. I mean, it's obviously it's called a true underdog story. It's it's yeah. Uh, I like how they weaved sports into this too. What I would say is it starts slower than I remember. It, it kind of takes a while yeah. to get kicking for me. Well, it takes it so like I was, I think the first thirty minutes are basically just okay establishing the premise like here's the people here's what they do like we see vince vaughn's gym and then we see ben stiller's gym and then we find out vince vaughn doesn't have people pay and then there's the trouble the lawyer comes in and it's not till like 50 minutes in where the lawyer like actually says she can play dodgeball or something like that you don't really see her 
as a main character before then, before she jumps in, because you see her as like, okay, give me all your paperwork, everything like that. It was more of just, okay, let's, let's get to that point. But I mean, it was still great where it's like, you got to establish all those characters. I do think that the one thing I know now and I see is that you can see where it's going. Like, and I was wondering yeah, in my head. Yeah. So with the amount of debt, it's like, oh, you owe $50,000. And when I was watching, I was thinking to myself, like, is it more believable to have a number like 50,000 or is it more believable or too over the top to be like, oh, you owe $52,617. Like, would you prefer in movies to have, oh. obviously depending on the movie, but 50, would you prefer 000, that man. clean? Wait, wait, okay, hang, on, that's hang what... on, hang on, hang on. I'm not letting you just make this argument like, yeah, no, I would really like it to be specific down to the sense. No, no, no. I know what I, you're saying, I'm but not no, saying that. I I'm want 50000 in the script 10 times out of 10, buddy. 10 times out of 10. <laughs> I know, I know. I was just thinking for my, like, because seeing all these movies and everything like that, you get to a point where you're like, oh, of course it's $50,000. Like, oh, and the tournament just happens to pay $50,000. Yeah, it's just like, but uh, it's... Are you going to sit there to question their debt to equity I'm ratio? I'm not like, come on. I'm not nitpicking <laughs> this. It was just one thing I wanted it's, to mention I know, that I thought of. I know I it's one of, of those it. things. No, no, 100%. I get what you're saying. It's it's one of those things that we've just accepted the fact that we're, yeah. we allow things to be too convenient. And I'm okay yeah. with it just because like it, you don't need it to be works. that smart yeah. about everything yeah uh but i i do get what you're saying um i like that's my one like comment about the movie that's yeah, not good yeah, that's yeah. literally I, my one I, I'm, honestly, I'm watching though, mine, i'm like mine really would be it is more of an indictment on it is that i, I get what you were saying with all of the build-up and obviously that's necessary i think that yeah. either they could have shortened it somehow or oh, it could have been could've. funnier. Like it, it's a slow build and it's not too comedic of a build. But then I think like once you hit the actual, well, actually, I guess when you hit the qualifier with like the the Girl Scouts playing against them, yeah, it kind of was... picks up <laughs> there. And then what? like during the like during the uh, tournament <laughs> itself when they're in Vegas, yeah, <laughs> the girl with beaver low grade beaver That's tranquilizer, so good. very good. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like even that, I would almost consider part of the slow thing because I look at these. This movie is like the whole intro. Let's let's get established period, and then like once they get to Vegas and they start playing these games, I think yeah. that that's a very very fun part of the movie, and it completely redeems it. Like from being yeah. a little slow, and maybe it's well, just a rewatch thing. Maybe I already knew everything, and on, upon the first watch, we actually did need that much. But yeah, I think that it's also having like watched this movie a lot um, and just understanding like where it's going to be, where it's going to go, because you think of it in this way of like this movie's incredible. And when you do that, even with whatever movie it is, you forget that there's always these parts that are not incredible. Yeah. You know, like not every part of a movie can be the best scene and it, it, not every part can be what you're hoping for, sure. like yeah. the, the, the best things that we always think about the quotable lines so you know going back obviously there's going to be those scenes that run a little longer and you know that draw on a little bit more but it's i think overall they do a good job balancing it because like the tournament like you said is awesome yeah. and i do yeah. like that they cut it short like they do it quick they do one or two people nice getting out montage, each yeah. game just rip a montage call it a day yeah yeah i uh 
I I agree, and I yeah I don't know I because when I rewatched this actually I was not sure what to expect I wasn't sure whether that I was going to like it or I was going to dislike it I actually could have seen me disliking this um, overall I enjoyed it though because I do think that when they're in the tournament it gets so fun and then at the end it almost like this feels like it, it's it's just about dodgeball but this feels like more of a sp- true sports movie than um, than semi pro does because like. It's kind of the the whole thing in the end is that one on one matchup between Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller, which yeah. is honestly like it gets you enthralled. It's like it feels like it's a high stakes normal sports game, and it's this dodgeball tournament. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, you feel you went through all the highs and lows of all like a basketball game currently that you're seeing or ninety five ninety two. But I know. The- <laughs> I've literally, um, by the way, if people are watching, they're even like when Winnie's talking. Sometimes I've been visibly reacting to to some bad stuff that I've been watching. But keep going. He's he's getting very upset, and we're seeing he's going through the highs and lows I'm a right consummate now. Consummate professional. Have you is what seen I that am. video? I'll get. Have you seen that video from? I think it's like fucking Riverdale or something, where it's like. Oh, I, I, I dropped out of school at 13 and one kid's like, oh, so you haven't gone through the major highs and lows of high school football. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh high school football. That's funny. Um, what I will say actually about this movie, we'll bring it back to dodgeball. Yes. Um, this is it. It is something that for whatever reason I didn't think of before in terms of like when I was thinking about writing the script. Um it's an underdog story like i said yeah and dodgeball is the very quintessential thing to be like nerds are scared of it jocks love it because they like picking on nerds like literally the game of dodgeball we saw it in uh freaks and geeks even it was huge in freaks and geeks that was a big scene to be yeah playing like dodgeball so it's very on the nose that they picked this to be the underdog story if you get what i'm saying no i do and i think that it's it's good because you know yeah it's the perfect game for an underdog who can actually come out and rip it and win like and for them being those losers and those you know this group of people who are obviously not very you know, athletically inclined, we'll say, um, coming out and beating like the gym, like the obvious, I think it's the jocks, just everybody who is huge, like setting off the lunk alarms, all five, like just having them beat those people was huge. And I think that, I mean, it is the perfect underdog story. If they picked another sport, if they picked any other sport, like a wiffle ball or some other stupid stuff, it wouldn't have hit the same. Especially because dodgeball, you literally the whole point of the game is to throw something as hard as you can at another yeah. person. Yeah, and it is, and it's a gym class thing that like everyone had to do growing up. So yeah, um, it like it's a very classic trope. Why do they make the, us play dodgeball? I mean, it's so fun. I think it's. Pro- I will say honestly, it probably is low equipment needs. Like <laughs> you just gotta like but, you have a court and you have some balls and that's it. <laughs> True, but there there's also the fact of like you know what's gonna happen. Like certain people are gonna get Every targeted, it's gonna hurt. Face. Yeah, yeah I mean that's the, I never I, I don't think we ever really had the experience. Like sure, there were people that didn't want to play and like hit yeah. in the back, but I don't think we had anyone like throwing balls at them. That's that's no, what I'm saying. No, it, it's yeah. like this seventies trope that like even in, in Freaks and Geeks we saw that it was like Did you? this Did you have those like rubber balls or did you have those kind of foam balls? Oh, they're 
I think just foam ones, actually. We just had the foam ones, too. Yeah, so you maybe didn't, that's like, what they changed. You didn't <laughs> knock somebody's head off. Every now and then, the... though, someone will accidentally get hit in the face. You know, like, that's it's kind of unavoidable. So maybe they yeah. stopped it now from even when we left. But, um, yeah. That's probably... I mean, the foam balls are fine, except yeah. they, they're not this fun. This was a, a huge deviation from the movie. Yeah, like, it's about dodgeball. Yeah, this is what we do over here, folks. Yeah. That was good, healthy dodgeball talk. Not about the movie, about the game. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of it coming back around, I think that it, it makes it so worth it in the beginning just because like you're you're really feeling it it really does the game well like it, yeah the game meaning the the championship game like it, it feels like it could it's be a, a high, like, a high stake, like hoosiers movie and yeah. you're watching uh vince vaughn and ben stiller wearing a toupee with a win a dodgeball game it's exactly very interesting. it it makes it it's so much better than you know just i don't know how to describe it it makes you feel like you're involved and you you're you yeah. have a stake yeah, in this exactly like you exactly. have a stake in their winning and I, I don't know i think the cast is perfect for that too because just the the group of people that they've compiled for the average joe's team is literally a rep i think it's a good just like average people literally just how coming together to do something um just full i you mean you couldn't get a more average bunch of people yeah you're right you're literally right. i don't think you could the whole subplots of each of them too are so interesting like the like, fact that they picked gordon's wife to be a mail order bride for like no reason other yeah. than for him to like her to laugh at him when he gets hit in the, the one game yeah, <laughs> or I guess like, it, he gets angry and he keeps him alive because his wife is cheating on him or something exactly that's the only reason and then you know having the uh the other guy hooking up with like the russian globo gym girl, yeah who's just got a she's literally free to callo like yeah just going big, uh, off with her big unibrow gal huge unibrow and then uh i just love like the cheerleading thing too with justin long i think justin long if you think i don't know was he in any of those like step up movies because i feel like he definitely should have been after that like i feel <laughs> should like have, that should have heard him a casting I, at first i, I thought you were so. asking like an honest question that was like oh, i don't i think so <laughs> i don't think so either but honestly he's got like i I think there's a lot of movies that I didn't know Justin Long was in. And then you see it and you're like, oh, shit. Really? Like, I feel like he's got... Well, he was in... Okay. Well, I didn't want to go off about this movie because it kind of messed me up. But it's a movie, Just, Tusk. Okay. Tusk. And it's a well, horror uh, movie. Yeah. Not uh, okay. for me. But, I got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. No, I think everybody in this does a great job. I think Ben Stiller steals the show. Um, like in this movie and then... Uh, like his role is very similar to that in happy Gilmore where he's kind of that crazy person <laughs> yeah, yeah. with the mustache who talks like, Oh, these are, you know, the very controlling. I think it's, it's funny to see that character, but in different lights, you know, like one's a psychotic control freak. The other is doing the same, but at a gym. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. At a gym, by the way. And, uh, I, I think that we could probably wrap up, talking about yeah. it unless you have a lot more i this is we were talking numbers before and something that drove not drove me crazy but something i was like why didn't they just like make the numbers a little different is that yeah uh somehow this insanely huge popular globo gym publicly traded company four Vince million Vaughn, yeah five million he was able yeah. to control share like what I don't know. I mean, I don't understand that. I, I, like, not that I care at all, but that was one that I I was like watching and I was like, 
uh, they they could have picked a different like you were saying fifty thousand. Yeah, we make it a hundred k, and then it could have been yeah. ten million. And I'm like, all right, at least it's two digits. <laughs> Publicly traded company. It's just like <laughs> what kind of company? Yeah, like buying, literally, there's probably five million worth of equipment alone. In yeah, in the gym. buys the ownership share for five million. Like, come on, what are you what are you doing this gym? Is it just a pile? Is it just a front? You Is would know. You would laundering know. Laundering front. Yeah, not laundering. I'm saying valuation. Oh. When he's a when he's a big shot around here, folks. Yes, sir. Um, you want to go on to our favorites? <laughs> Let's do or, favorites. Yeah. yeah. So I said before, my my favorite character is going to be one of the announcers, and it's Jason Bateman. Uh, yeah, I mean, has to be. That's it. That's yep. right, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out for him. Like anything he said, I was laughing at. As simple as that. You know what? Then I'll just I'll I'll take the sidekick. I'll go Gary Cole because I think that he is able to be good because Gary Cole plays the straight man, and yes. we'll, we'll give respect to the uh, to the bouncing off of. Um, do you want to go on to lines or yes? So you you can go first. I'll let you okay. go. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, I uh, my one my first one was that's right, Cotton. Let's see how it plays yeah. out for him. <laughs> just so good. I say that to this day whenever I can such a great line yeah that's one that that those lines from jason bateman are ones that you keep in the back pocket and you just every now and then throw it out there um so mine is going to be from lance armstrong and it's well i guess if a person never quit when the going got tough they wouldn't have anything to regret for the rest of their life (laughs) but good luck to you peter i'm sure this decision won't haunt you forever especially because he's like not a good actor he's just sitting there saying it like very like genuinely i guess (laughs) yeah (laughs) just very candidly like oh okay i love the the little cameos from people who clearly can't can't really act yeah just you know they're in there just because somebody's friends with them (laughs) like yeah hey uh my next one is from like when they're getting dressed for the first dodgeball game you hear the announcer in the background and I just heard this line for the first time and I was dying and it was just like dyslexic players will not be allowed on the court. Yeah. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. That was fantastic. So um, one that just kind of threw me off that I thought was funny that I mean, like it's not classically funny, but I, I was just like, yeah. how do you write that? Is when Ben Stiller is talking to who was actually his wife, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, the, the girl he's trying to get and she's but she wants vince vaughn's character i get it you caught the scent of a lesser stag in your nostrils pity (laughs) a lesser stag is something i was like what (laughs) i yeah lesser stag uses it like he that's that's his kind of thing for this movie that fits very very perfect definitely very on character lesser stag yeah Um, (laughs) like you want to go into inexclusive exclusives? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Let's so, rip it. Um, Everyone we, also, before we jump into it, just say sorry to Kevin. Yeah. It's been a rough day. Yeah. It, um, they, the Sixers did not deserve to win, whatever. So we'll go on to inexclusive exclusives here. I will be, you know, keep it up. Consummate professional. So the <laughs> energy. The writer-director, Rawson Marshall Thurber, um, so uh, what I mentioned before, when I said we're, we'll talk about this later, um, the whole underdog story, the the nerds versus the jocks, he actually, when he was thinking about the movie, he wanted to pay homage at, like through 
sh- movies like Revenge of the Nerds. And then he also brought in Rocky and Bull Durham. So I think that that's why like we have this underdog story, but it's also based around sports and why we were saying that it, it almost fits the sports narrative more than the, uh, the, uh, semi-pro sorry yeah semi-pro is what i was thinking um and then also according to him the roles of peter white goodman and justin he had vince vaughn ben stiller and justin long in mind respectively so like he knew exactly what he wanted right away and then actually got these actors in the roles and justin long was actually chosen because of his role in galaxy quest in 99 yeah he liked it enough that he he wanted him right away it's a great movie too. Honestly, yeah. we should talk about that in the future. Yeah. But Justin Long, a little bit about him. So his eyebrow was actually cut open by the first wrench that was thrown at him. And all the wrenches thrown were made of rubber, but the first one was harder than all the others. And according to some of the cast member, the hardest part of filming the dodgeball scenes was not flinching when they knew the ball was about to hit them. That's literally like natural reaction. That's like biology. You're supposed to flinch when something comes at you. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's just human nature. Yeah, exactly. Like you're going against millions of years of evolution. Acting. For a movie scene. Yeah. Hold it together. Hold the line. But Ben Stiller broke three cameras in succession filming one scene and even hit his wife, Christine Taylor, in the face once with a dodgeball, which is kind of a dick move. But if you're going to do that to anybody, it's good that it was your wife. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I think that that's a tough thing to do to your wife. <laughs> I think that they said yeah. that they... Uh, Ben Stiller said like it ruined their relationship basically for a week. He was like, we were on the rocks. (laughs) (laughs) You did it on purpose. You know you did. Yeah, Yeah, but I mean, hey, there were real dodgeballs and they had the thing about just take after take getting hit. That's that's kind of crazy. Yeah. That would suck, honestly. Like, but you do what you got to do for a great movie. Acting. Um, Acting. Ben Stiller and Christine Taylor, obviously, were married. And they actually had an 18-month-old baby while they were shooting this movie to look after. So Christine Taylor was so exhausted from taking care of the baby that she was, like, sleeping kind of between set, uh, takes. Makes she would sense. just go take, sneak in a quick nap. I don't blame her at all. Um, no, not at all. This is a fun one that I'm not even kidding. When I watched it, I I thought of it and I so I went to look it up to to see if it actually was and the so there is a video playing when Ben Stiller is going to do something to himself with a slice of pizza and the voice coming through is actually Patton Oswalt's if you like <laughs> if you rewatch it you, you can tell like right away He's got a, such a distinct voice. I know. And he also voiced the uh, the video clerk on the uh, answering machine, which, mm-hmm. by the way, what a product of the time. Like, not only a video rental thing, but an yeah. answering machine playing through. But that was him as well. Those are, I mean, the video rental. The, these movies are now late. Like, oh, yeah. God. Remember when you had to return things? Could, but, imagine. Could not be me. So, Norm MacDonald, the GOAT can be seen in some of the Globo Gym scenes and he's in one of the Globo Gym commercials where he's in the background working out and at one point he's talking to some girl who's working out too and this it just looks like he's hitting on her in the back but <laughs> probably was, <laughs> I, I, probably I, I, was. <laughs> hey sweetie what are you doing <laughs> he's probably like throwing some zingers at her <laughs> there is this bee 
<laughs> I love Norm. Like uh, his Norm's stuff. Awesome. Yeah. And another cameo was Chuck Norris. Oh. Um, and he was kind of reluctant at, at first to make a cameo in the movie. And his only scene was shot in Long Beach. Uh, so geographically, this was kind of problematic for Chuck Norris because he was in L.A. when they asked him to do the cameo. And he said no at first because it was a three-hour drive Which, to Long Beach. By the way, he lied about that. It's not a three-hour drive. Even if like yeah. peak traffic, I don't even think it would get up to that. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, I'm thinking three hours seems absurd. It, yeah, but, that's an over-exaggeration by our guy Chuck yeah. there. Depending on where he is in L.A., like maybe he's yeah. yeah, whatever. Big city, but not that big. And Ben Stiller called him and kind of begged him to reconsider, and he's like, Chuck, please, you got to do this for me. And he said, my wife... Uh, said he would, he should send a helicopter, and you know that's what happened. And <laughs> Chuck Norris didn't read the screenplay; he just did the bit where he stuck his thumb up, and that was yeah. It. So he just is like, "Hey, just or er, send a helicopter." Literally, to Chuck a Norris. Chuck Norris do- got on it and then just lifted his thumb. And what I was gonna say, we forgot to talk about that when we were just talking about the movie. The talking about like lines, like balmy blazer. Yeah. The thank you Chuck Norris, thank you Peter. Like that is an yeah. iconic. It's for our age, when Chuck Norris jokes were at the height of their existence, uh, it was we got yeah. inundated with that. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and then David Hasselhoff had a cameo too, where he was in it, and he was like the German team's coach. So funny. And that was la- last minute addition because the stunt coordinator revealed that he knew. Hasselhoff and was like, you want to be in this? And Hasselhoff's like, yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so he I'll just, just yell the... at someone in German. And then, like, yeah. He has the, I love the picture. Before, he yeah, we the saw the frame picture and then you see that he's actually coaching them and he's like, you're all like, what does he say? You're all shit or something and yeah, he just like throws he... it at the ground. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, the uh, at, at the end when they're like, Peter wins, we're all happy. Cotton yes says do you believe in unlikelihoods which is obviously probably the um the al michaels when the united states beat russia and the the miracle on ice saying do you yeah. believe in miracles yes i think they think that that's a uh, a little nod to that do you believe in unlikelihoods is that's pretty funny <laughs> which is really pretty good yeah i um, do like that and then, so obviously, we we were talking about uh, video rental and voice machines and or answering machines, and that's a kind of a product of the product of the time. Um, another product of the time would be how people actually watch these movies. So, on the DVD version, it actually contains an alternate ending where, uh, and obviously, you can watch alternate endings on YouTube or whatever now. But um, there's an alternate ending where uh, White doesn't actually step over the line. The movie yeah. just ends after they say they go home with absolutely <laughs> nothing. They um, lose the gym. They just go home with nothing. Yeah, and they tested that on people. They were like trying what? to do an endgame situation, like so they yeah. screened it, and people were just like, "No, the like, like we're not happy about that." <laughs> hey man, that kind of sucked. Yeah, like, like as would... much as it's supposed to satire sports movies too, and like be a funny movie. Like yeah. we were saying. You kind of want the you want the you gotta way, have you know the good like they just end it on a good note. You never want people to leave a movie and be like, "Well, that fuck yeah, why that sucked." Unless it's Endgame, but yeah, um, or Inception. People are just or, like, sorry, what? Infinity War. I guess what just um, happened to me? But yeah, uh, 
the uh the, the other quick uh, we'll, we'll do a little um addition here because we're talking dvd tech um yeah apparently when whenever ben stiller's character would snap his fingers if you pressed enter it would go to another like um video that ben stiller filmed so like there are multiple times um in the movie where he snaps his fingers and if you were on your dvd player or whatever if you would press a button it would immediately go to him like when he was fat or something be like hey you found me or something like what? that <laughs> yeah yeah it happened like five times uh throughout it i think <laughs> you found me yeah that's so good hey, like, hey you did it that's Welcome such back. good dvd tech i love it yeah that's um, hilarious we uh we can go into this week in comedy here um, yeah, I was not able to check out the episodes yet, but um, it is worth noting that Dave season two Dave is, is out back, and we're happy about it. We are. Dave season one was awesome. Season two is kind of throwing me for a loop already a little bit. I think okay. I got to watch and not in a bad way. Yeah, not in a bad way at all. I really like it. And they were really good. It's a different vibe than season one, but it's a good vibe. So. Like, I think that season one ended on a different vibe than even like the first three quarters of it was. Um, yeah. I think that it was very good throughout, but I really started enjoying it and really got invested in it in the last, like, I think just two episodes, which sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a season finale that happens. Um, so what are you saying with like how it threw you through a loop? Well, I don't want to like spoil it. Yeah. yeah no, I'm but... saying like no spoilers. Just like give us the, give us the gist. Sell us something. Well, it like so it just starts out and there's obviously now he's kind of trying to break it as the star and it starts out and he's just in Korea just filming a video and it just goes from there where he's just kind of now at this next level and just going from that point and trying to figure it out and trying to create an album and drop an album because people are now waiting and it's just a little bit where you see like oh his other friend who's making beats who played by played by taco Taco. yeah he's awesome it's kind of just like i don't like being a dick now and everything because he's making beats for people yeah yeah, yeah, exactly basically he's at a different point in his career he's bigger time and he's learning exactly that okay so it's less of an origin story and now more of like how he actually deals with it at least for these first two episodes and then um so andrew santino's podcast whiskey ginger just had gata and Lil dicky on it which was hilarious so that's I love Santino so much. Love and Santino. like he he is the glue of this show, I will say. He is the glue that holds He's a great the comedic actor. the comedic backbone together. Dude, yeah. he was in Breaking Bad. Or no, that was Bill Burr. No, was Santino in it? No. I, I think Santino had like a Bad. scene. I think he had a scene or something. I don't He's think been in so. He's, he has been in stuff, but yeah, I mean shout out Santino. Fantastic, fantastic comedian. Um yeah, Dave, funny show. Uh, yeah. It sounds like it might be taking a little turn. Maybe it'll come back to some normalcy after these first two episodes. But they were yep. saying very genuinely that they really thought that this was going to be even better than the first season, which the first yeah, season... This, and this show is... Um, it's, I only know this because Santino said it on the podcast, but um, it is the most watched FX comedy property of all time. Which it so, beats the league the league was on fx too right i think so yeah yeah so i mean huge shoes to fill with season two i bet that they're gonna do it i bet they're gonna make it awesome uh this week yeah. not comedy loki first two episodes out as well great we're really oh, fucking yeah, great dude. i'm yeah, ready for episode three <laughs> i know it's gonna get nuts it's gonna be so awesome it's already so enthralling i i like that they're spacing it out 
but I yeah. also, you know, I want it all hate now. That they're spacing it yeah, out. Yeah, like, they've we've been now like we've grown to just expect things all at once. Where, yeah. uh, I mean, the especially the Marvel me. stuff. Like, oh, yeah. it's just release it all now. Oh, like, WandaVision dude. was just release it all now. Winter Soldier, Falcon and the but Winter it, Soldier, it release it, it all now. Like, so much more legit it when does. they don't. Um, also, this week in Not Comedy, I just watched... So, you know how you get all those commercials when you watch live sports that you normally yeah. don't see? Um, I saw Black Widows coming out in, like, two weeks now. What? Black, yeah, Black Widows out July 7th, I think. Uh, it... I mean, we're going to okay. be, uh, that's going to be my first back in theaters movie, honestly, yeah. because like uh, a Marvel movie was something like that. And it's like I'm the hyped. first proper movie from phase five, uh, July yeah. 9th. Uh, that that's, and the Eternals I'm hyped for. Oh, the Eternals is going to be awesome. That's And also so that is why Kumail was jacked. So yes, well, sir. I'll have to be jacked by then. But a ton of awesome stuff coming out from Marvel. Um, oh, obviously yeah. the TV shows and everything. Um, July 8th, you can get in theaters. Uh, I'm looking at them right now, actually, and I have a lot of <laughs> awesome options that I am going to do. Um, yeah. So be ready, folks. We're excited. Um, hey, guess what? Not sure what we're doing next week, but we're yeah. going to figure it out. Surprise, surprise. We don't know. <laughs> Neither will you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we will, uh, yeah, get out, watch Dave. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a funny yeah. show. Uh, and if you're into the other stuff, Loki, awesome. Yep. Look out for it. We're here for it all. And, and any then, recommendations you have, you send them our way. Yes. I think you should leave season two. Coming Can't out. wait. We, I think we already yeah. talked about it. But yes, sir. We, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. I'm Kevin. I'm Winnie. And we'll see you at the next episode. Audio Sixers. Okay, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I buddied you. <laughs> okay, buddy.